Sleepers Podcast, Tuesday, October 3rd, coming to you live from Urban Meyer's private jet. Carter Elliott is here with a Mighty Ducks hat on, and uh, let's see what he's going to bring in off camera to eat or drink. Well, how do you know I got something today? You always have something. You're a damn skippy, I do. Today is a two-part one. One, this, today's about simplicity, okay? Everyone always wants to start their morning off with something crazy. Crazy breakfast, crazy coffee. Sometimes it's very simple. Just start off with a nice little fruit cup. If you want to spice it up, I went with some melon today, some cantaloupe. If you're not eating cantaloupe, highly suggest giving it a try. I was a person who was like, eh, I'm picking around the cantaloupe to start. Recently started eating it. Very, very good. Highly recommend it. And on the concept of keeping it simple, before you pick up that coffee, before you pick up that energy drink, wake up in the morning and just grab your Brita, okay? And just pour yourself a nice glass of water, okay? Start your day off with some good old H2O. You should have about a gallon of this a day. So if you're not starting your day with a cup of water, get to it right away. So keep it as simple this morning, Gregory. Sorry, I don't have the bells and whistles. Oh, it's all right. Trust me, there there are bells and whistles. I appreciate your effort so much on this. Uh, I do look forward to this now. I'm just very curious when this ends, because is one of these rules you're never going to duplicate? You're going to have to start duplicating at some point. Not going to duplicate. There's no, like you're going to hit a hundred days of this and need to duplicate. Well, maybe it's not food or water or something. Maybe like one of the days I'll just get up and do like a quick workout in the background. Like just bust out 10 pushups. I don't know if I want to see you doing pushups when I'm trying to podcast with you. No offense, but that's true. I respect that. Yeah. Just a time and a place for that. It is what it is. You're on your grind though. You're getting better every single day. And uh, I appreciate the effort put into this should be a fun show today. Three topics. I am, uh, you could say the kids at home could call it fired up about, uh, we've got a Michigan state coaching candidate with flight trackers. That is just insane to me. We've got, uh, uh, I don't know, lists being made that don't include a McDonald's all American. And then we have our guy, we have our guys, shooter guys which is exciting for me. I love another rendition of Guys, Guys, and uh, I love lists, so we have a lot to talk about today. As always, though, we start the show with your favorite comment of the day. What do you got today? It seemed like there were some good ones yesterday. You sent me like three to four different comments, so I'm excited to see what you read on the show. Yeah, there was a couple of pretty funny ones. Uh, Actually, I got three because they're all quick today. The first one is one I actually sent to you uh, on the question of what team would you pick if you didn't... if to win the national title. If that team didn't win the national title, you lose their, your dog for a year. Someone commented, I picked Bowling Green. I hate my dog. I just thought that was a hilarious comment. Also, can't believe people actually hate their dogs. That's kind of crazy. Um, this one came from Zuko LOL. Thoughts on Raising Canes? Raising Canes is elite. Mm-hmm. The sauce, Caniac combo, double toast, no slaw, never, ever fails. Ever. See, I'm not familiar enough with the menu to just drop a couple names like that, but uh, I, I do love Canes. If I could pick one fast food place to consistently go to, like if everything else was blown up by a meteor, I think Canes would be my number one. Chick-fil-A would be number two, and there wouldn't be a number three. It's between those two for me. Uh, I am sad that Canes is such a regional thing. Like, Luckily, you and I have gotten to take some road trips together and go a lot of cool places in efforts to do all of this. And uh, anytime there's a Canes, I think you would confirm I make sure we get to Canes. 
Oh, hundred percent. That's uh, you locate the canes immediately before we even locate anything else on the trip. Yeah. Uh, also, the first raising canes is in East Lansing in Michigan. Yeah, that's crazy to me. It's a huge missed opportunity that I haven't been there yet. And also, uh, Popeyes, we know what you're trying to do. You're not slick, okay? You're trying to put yourself in the conversation with a Canes, with a Chick-fil-A. You don't deserve to be there. There's levels to this game, my friend, okay? I appreciate what you're trying to do, but stick to the goodies, okay? Just try and beat like the A&W. Play the little regional chain game. Get rid of the hot dog stands. You are not deserving of being in the top tier of chicken fast food okay what we're not gonna do is respect ogs disrespect ogs okay popeyes has been doing this before we were born stop it stop it stop i'm just saying uh there was a nice comment yesterday that i i feel like deserves a little love do you remember the one i'm talking about or no which one oh was it from natalie yeah it was nat it was nat yeah natalie said um something along the lines i'll paraphrase but i'm not gonna uh i'll give you the gist of it I love sleepers episodes. I, anytime I can get more sleepers, I want more sleepers. So keep up the great episodes, even if they're longer. So some people do enjoy the long episodes. Yeah, I appreciate that. I uh, quick, quick reasoning behind some of this, because this became a topic in the discord yesterday. Uh, we've got an ideas channel. So people always giving us any ideas to make sleepers better. And uh, we started talking about the fact that we're referencing our episodes are too long and we need to shorten them. The whole intent of the way we structure this is if you don't care about the Discord comments, if you just want the topics, get to the meat of the episode, you can watch the individual videos. We clip those segments every single day and they're available where you could skip the intro. If you want the full podcast form, obviously it's available. You can listen to it or you can watch it on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, It doesn't matter to us which ones you watch. It's all the same. Honestly, if you're looking to support this levers, the best thing you can do is watch all of them. <laughs> Just open, gonna, open four say, little it matter, tabs. It matters. It matters to me. Watch them all. Open four little tabs. Let them run in the background while you listen to whatever one you want to do. But uh, it is good to know because I, I think people have wildly different opinions on whether they would rather listen to the full thing or whether they just want to get straight to the segment. So uh, I do appreciate anybody who says, I don't mind how long it is. I love listening to you guys. That means a lot. So thank you, Natalie. That's very kind. Uh, we appreciate you. Just wanted to make sure that I got some love on the show. 100%. And also, this is another quick shameless plug. We listen to the Discord, okay? As much as we love reading all the YouTube comments and looking at them, Discord comes first. So, you know, if you do have a very, very strong opinion and you also want to support the sleepers, make sure you click the link. It's in the bio. Join the Discord. College basketball season is quickly approaching, so the, you know the the sports talk is really ramping up in there, uh, and you know you don't you don't want to miss out on it. A lot of also a lot of uh, betting, college basketball betting that's going to be coming up. Maybe a couple college basketball futures that'll be placed via the Discord as well. So uh, be sure to click on the link. You know, give it a try. I I truly believe that even if you're hesitant about it, nine ninety nine for one month. Give it one month, and I promise you, you're not gonna you're not gonna leave the Discord. It's a great place. You got to give it a try, though. I didn't even ask Carter to say that this time. Sometimes I ask him to do like a shameless plug for this. That was totally unprompted. And I echo every sentiment of that. Also, I think Natalie would have to be like minus 250 to be the first woman to join the Discord. As far as I know, we don't have any females in the Discord. Would like that to change. I think we need to up our demographics a little bit. So shout out to Nat. Appreciate the kind comment. And uh Also, playoff baseball starts today. I don't know if anybody cares, but that was a discussion yesterday in the Discord of 
I bet we have a playoff baseball guy somewhere in here and we don't even know who it is. Everybody started guessing who it would be. You thought it would be Matt F. Ulamog thought it would be Craig. Dion thought it would be G Boo four. <laughs> like it just, everybody feels like they know each other in this community. It's hilarious now. Uh, and we even got a check-in like Ulamog asked whatever happened to G Boo four. He hasn't been as active in a while. And uh, it turns out my man's just grinding as a teacher and a coach right now. It's football season. He's four and two with a nasty dual threat quarterback. I would hope his priorities stay on his team. Maybe he should honestly come to East Lansing. We need someone with that type of focus, that type of drive to come save the program. Uh, anyways, shameless plug for the fun that we're having in the discord. There's a link in the description of this video and everything we do. If you want to join, it is nine 99 a month. It supports us a ton. And I also just made a decision on the fly cart. We're doing something in the discord. You and I are going to pick five teams and we're going to bet on them to win the national championship. And we're going to use money that we've made from the discord. And if it wins, we split it with everyone in the discord. Ooh. We're going to have five teams this season. We're going to bet five $100 bets, $500 on the whole season. And uh, if they hit, we, we divvy all the money up and split it with everybody in the discord. I love that. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm really excited about it. All right. Um, great. I can't wait to unveil that. I can't wait for people to hear that today. Let's go to the Discord where we will respond to specific comments from Monday's episode, uh, starting with Jibu4. He said, question, how much will the Williams return to the Lions help the offense? I've been chugging that blue Kool-Aid. Go Lions, baby. Jameson Williams back. Is it going to matter? So I actually think it will matter. Um, and this is outside of what JMO's actual production is going to be. I just think that the Lions lack a deep threat with this football team. And the fact that Jameson can go long and beat people with his speed, I think will open up things underneath for guys like Laporta, uh, Amon Rob, you know, guys like Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds be able to work the middle of the field a little bit more. Um, I think it'll just add a new dynamic to the offense to kind of give Ben Johnson another tool because despite what people think about J-Mo uh, and his hands, obviously I think that's that's set to be seen, whether he can be a reliable pass catcher and like an all-around receiver. At the worst, you can line him up and tell him to run as fast as you can on a go route or a streak route and see what happens. And, you know, safeties are going to have to pay attention to him and they're going to have to help their corner. So, um, it'll be interesting to see the level of his effect obviously will be whether he can consistently stay on the field, catch the ball and do all of that. But his speed alone should open up things for the offense. So I'm very excited to see it. And, you know, we, we kind of beat the system as well. I like sticking it to the NFL. They, they suspended him for six games. We said, nah, four will do. He's back for he's back. And I will be in the building for J-Mo's debut on Sunday. Yeah, we said, ha that's cute. We're one of the best five teams in football. You're going to give us our star back. That's what happened. Yeah. It was a power move. Lesser teams don't get that type of access. Uh, now, here's my thing. I like the idea of JMO way more than the actual JMO based on everything I've seen. I'm really open to being surprised pleasantly, and he turns out great. I think he'll probably have some moments where he has big plays in Detroit. I'm not expecting really anything like anything would be a pleasant surprise for me. I, I like Josh Reynolds. I texted this to you the other day. Like I think Josh Reynolds is awesome and he's one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL. Uh, now, certainly you could mix JMO next to him and Amon Ra. And now you're feeling like you have a loaded receiving core, but um, I don't know. I, the guy just hasn't played 
half a season most of his career, like let alone a full season. He just he's incapable of staying on the football field. And uh, the one year he actually played a full year was when he went absolutely nuclear at Alabama. But there's a bunch of data that that's very rare. So I don't know. I'm not even expecting him to finish the season, quite frankly, not saying an injury is going to happen, but I'm just skeptical he can stay on the field. Yeah, last thing. But on paper, though, it would work out perfectly because, I mean, Amon Ra has freedom to work the underneath any route he wants, you know, in that area using his route running. Josh Reynolds, to me, is becoming one of the best, like, tough catch makers in the NFL. Like, we send Josh Reynolds in the traffic, and sometimes Jared Goff gets him killed. But he comes down with the football every single time. And then you have Khalif Raymond, who's just kind of like that speed, undersized, like, put him in the slot, move him around, see what he can do type of guy. And then you have J-Mo, who's the deep threat, who's the, you know, you're sending them on the deep post routes, you're sending them on the go routes. So on paper, you know, you're taking a little bit from every receiver and it should be able to work. And then obviously you have Laporta works into that as well, who I'm extremely excited about. Like, I really hope this like Laporta thing is like a consistent thing that we're getting every single game. Because if it is like, you know, you think of the best teams in the NFL, they got really good tight ends. Like those yeah. five teams you mentioned that have really good teams and really good chance to win. They have good tight ends. So, uh, you know, it's not sipping the Kool-Aid. I, I'm with you, Jibu. Uh, Wait, was that Jibu or Matt? Jibu. 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 I'm with you. Sip the Kool-Aid, man. It's okay, actually, because we're yeah. a good football team. Yeah, and it's a luxury. Like, if, if J-Mo hits, it's fantastic. If he doesn't, the team's still a really good football team. Yeah. And uh, most importantly to me, J-Mo, great nickname. Like, if, if your nickname is J-Mo, I trust that you're going to make an impact beyond what people expect from you. Shout out Jordan Morgan. Fam 33 says the midshell protein shake is a level of entertainment that Stephen A could never imagine, even in his prime years. Even as a longtime fan of the show, I thought Cart was just filling time asking Greg what the over under was. Then boom, elite. I try to do what I can. And I do I do it because of comments like that, fam. Thank you, sir. Salute to you. Fam, truly, I mean, I just appreciate that man so much. He gasses us up every single day. It gives me an energy. It makes me want to come to work every day with Sleepers Media. It's incredible. Travis Nelson says, in that hypothetical scenario, parentheses, I don't have a dog. I'm taking Michigan. There's not a team playing better complimentary football right now. Also, it's really frustrating that what I said above is happening while MSU is a shit show right now. That just adds to all of it. Mel hurt the program off the field with his actions, but his coaching staff and roster construction stink. It is so frustrating. Well, not really much to follow up with that one. It it, it makes sense. I also, think we, I need to know. I need to know if Travis is a cat guy or something. Just not an <laughs> animal guy. We need to follow up on that. Yeah, let us know, Trav. I uh, I still think you got off easy with the Florida State pick. I think that was a wilder pick than you're acting like it was. Is it? Yeah, like I, the concept of that was like take the safe pick otherwise something bad's gonna happen not like shoot your shot on who you think could do it and like florida state's the opposite end of that to me right they're like the maybe but they're not the safe pick in any way i'm not a safe guy you're not a safe guy this is true fam is back he says i think if you're the bears you trade the number two pick for a haul and trade fields for a haul and pair williams with hunter assuming he comes out next year i think that would flip the franchise I read this yesterday and I'm still in mental limbo about this. I want to make sure I understand what's going on. Trade the number two pick for a haul. Is that how you get Hunter and then trade fields for a haul? To get no, because Williams? I think currently they had the two top picks in the draft. So they got two picks. 
So they're going to have one and two next season? I believe so. And he's saying he would take Travis Hunter and Caleb Williams. Yeah, oh, because they had the Panthers' first-round pick. The Panthers gave up a first round for Bryce Young, and the Panthers haven't won a game yet. So right now they had the worst record, I think. So they had the first and second. Oh, pick. so he's he's saying draft Caleb Williams with one trade and two, trade two and Fields for a bunch of assets, and then make right. sure you and then Travis Hunter. I, the I think he's saying the next season you suck Got again, it. and then you draft Travis Hunter. You know what I might do if I'm the Bears? I like that plan for the record. If I'm the Bears at one and two, I think I take Caleb Williams and Drake May. I take them both. I take both. I trade fields for whatever I can get. And I put these two to war with each other. Like whoever comes out of that is good. Like I guarantee you will be a top three quarterback in the NFL. If you put that pressure on them. That's a crazy strategy. I think it'd be fantastic. And then it's probably Caleb Williams who wins. So you just hold Drake may for like a year. You let all the suspense build up. And then as soon as one of the best teams gets an injured quarterback, you, you just cripple them with getting all their assets for Drake May. That's a great plan, is it not? I mean, it's an inter- interesting plan for sure. Okay. Uh, Dion Hill forward, that boy D. Hill uh, from Riley Friday Lore says, I don't know what it is, but there's a comment slash question from someone based off cart flying to a whole new city to eat Mexican food and pulling up to a country club for it. This comes from you quote tweeting Marlon Humphrey's uh, tweet that said best tacos in Baltimore. And you said one star country club. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a joke because for anyone who's been to Baltimore, there's a there's a bar called One Star, a one it's called One Star Country Club is the name of the bar. I don't think they even serve food there. That place isn't also real. It's it's it, when you walk in there, it's a whole different world, and you leave a different person. I've never ever been to a bar in my life that is like One Star. I can promise you that. So if anyone is in the Baltimore area or finds themselves in Baltimore, call up our good friend Terrence James and tell them to take you to one star and your, your life will be changed forever. I'm not saying it'll be for the good or the, or the bad, but just know it'll be changed. Yeah. I've never been to Baltimore, but I know all about one star through stories. And, uh, I can tell you I endorse this message. Also, maybe the fact that I've never been to Baltimore is part of why TJ is so mad at me. I'm kind of doing like couples therapy in my head live on an episode right now, but like, Maybe there's some underlying seethingness here to the fact that I've never gone and visited him. Noted, TJ. I have to think about some things. Jay Meisner says, great pronunciation to me. He half forgot about the Michigan dynamic with Caleb Love. Did he do a hype video when he declared for you guys the one he made for Arizona was amazing? I commented this in the Discord a little bit as a response already, but like, it felt like Caleb Love's announcement to Michigan always had an element of like, this might not happen to it. And I don't know if you agree with that or not looking back on it, but like, I remember I made a video in a hammock in my backyard. Cause it just like happened out of nowhere. Like it, it wasn't even necessarily rumored that he was like visiting Michigan yet. It was just like preliminary interest that all of a sudden he committed so quickly and there was just a Photoshopped graphic and that was it. And I, I think Caleb Love literally just like hashtagged it. Like, new era or something <laughs> i was like i can't believe this is real and then yeah two weeks later it was like there's huge reasons that this might not happen i don't know what a blur but no we did <laughs> not a, get a nice video yeah it also it, it was funny it was kind of just like here damn like here's my edit i'll i think i'm coming i don't know i'm still in the missions process but i think i want to come and then for his arizona video he drops an absolute you know quentin tarantino martin scorsese level edit video that's just elite 
But yeah, <laughs> it was when you look back on it. I didn't notice it in the time. But when you look back on it, the whole him just dropping a random edit after murders was kind of like, eh, like here. Well, but I this think is, this is, this might not happen. I think he felt like he had no other options, right? Because at the time, his two schools recruiting him were Michigan and Missouri. And I mean, I guess Missouri is an option. <laughs> no offense, but like that's not Arizona. Right. And now he goes back into the portal and big name schools called him for some reason. So it's the whole portal supply and demand thing we were talking about. If you're doing it early, nobody wants you. If you do it late in your Caleb love, everybody wants you. And uh, I think this worked out for all parties, except maybe Michigan, <laughs> except maybe me. But all other parties, I think, are happy with the way this this ended. Uh, Dion with a slightly problematic comment. But, hey, we read all comments in the discord. He said, Cart, I thought Shador was a lot faster laughing emojis. I think we all did because, well, y'all know why. I thought he was faster because I watched Jackson State and he looked faster than he did at Colorado. That's when I that's where I'm going based off of. Okay, you said but he also, runs like he has Tim's on. Yeah, he does run like he has Tim's on. He runs like he's got jeans that are too big for him. On, uh, we're we're gonna speak to the concept of playing a sport in clothes you shouldn't be wearing while playing a sport in just a moment. It seems like you're an expert on that. Travis Nelson says Trilly Donovan gets scoops from all over the country. Do you guys think he has one guy or many across the different conferences? I'm genuinely interested on where he worked in college hoops to get his sources and what his day consists of talking to his people to basically be right on everything. Uh, before we respond to this, I want to read Coy's reply to, he says, I think it's a very high probability. It's a person we all already follow. You want to give your stance, your, your take on Trilly. Uh, the only take I have is I think he's a former assistant, former longtime assistant. And he just has people and he's just a guy who's just plugged in as an assistant and people just feed him information. Or and or he asked. Yeah, I think he is a. I think that's the right read. I was going to say like retired, but he might be young enough to not be formally retired. He's just somebody who was coaching who is not coaching. That's my strong belief. He has connections from coaching all over the place. But more importantly, college basketball media members that aren't us can't get enough of this. And that's not to say I don't love Trilly. I love Trilly. But I'm not like in Trilly's DMs trying to leak him information or like setting a, an alarm every day to try and figure out who Trilly is. Like some people that we cross paths with are. Um, but I think at the, the larger that account has grown, people have just gravitated toward the idea of we don't know who this is, but it's great for college basketball that there's a burner account that has real source stuff. So, yeah, like I I mean, I. Trilly has DM'd me before listening to one of our segments with thoughts and comments on stuff that's happening, kind of drop tidbits to me. I'm sure people do that to him at this point. Like real name sources go to Trilly with information because everybody loves the game that is Trilly Donovan. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, everybody loves Trilly Donovan. I'm also just not in the camp where I'm like, I want to know who it is because that wouldn't that doesn't really matter to me. I just yeah, I'm just like it's Trilly. Honestly, I'm looking forward to like 40 years from now, there's like a reveal of who Trilly Donovan is. But I want it to be 40 years. Like, I want to be a grandfather before I know who Trilly Donovan is. I love that energy. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, Dion is back. He says, how does one forget shorts for basketball? I have so many jokes. It's insane. Okay, let me just walk you through this. So 
I'm leaving in the morning, correct? Um, and usually on Monday morning, sometimes my, my my mornings are a little bit hectic as far as things I need to bring. Uh, so I pack my lunch. I made my lunch, packed my lunch, grabbed my coffee, grabbed a package that I had to return, grabbed a letter that I had to send, and also grabbed a recyclable of Nespresso pods from our Nespresso machine that I had to take back. And what I did is I had my basketball bag, my backpack in the car, just because I didn't want to just kind of where I left it probably when I hooped on Friday or something like that. And I grabbed a pair of shorts to bring with me, but my hands were kind of full and I just think I forgot to grab it. And I left it like on the chair in our living room by the door, just completely just blew past. It must've been in a rush for some reason, maybe to get into the office, but just completely left it. Uh, Realized I left it when I went to get in the car for my game. And I realized I didn't have shorts Asked everybody on my team if they had an extra pair of shorts. Everyone said no. So I'm already almost late for the game. I stopped at a thrift store called Value World around the corner, grab a pair of Ypsilanti shorts because those are the only basketball shorts that I saw the first thing when I walked in. Um, they said they were a large. So I was like, okay, that's fine. They look, they, they those will fit, those will work. Get to the gym. These shorts had to be at least 4XL. Um, every time I put them on, there was no drawstring either. So every step I took, my shorts are falling down. So I show up late. We're down 14-2. First play of the game, my shorts just fall down. Just they, they completely fall down as I get onto the court. I'm like, I can't play. I can't do this. I can sub myself out. We continue to go down in this game. We're probably down at this point like 20, 24 to 6 or something like that. I don't even know. The owner of the guy who runs the basketball league gives me a pair of shorts. What are those shorts? They're Michigan basketball shorts. The same Michigan basketball shorts that you got, Greg. Those white ones, but they're the yellow kind. Like they're the, I think they're the 19-9 Michigan shorts. He's like, I got these for you. And they got a great ass chuckle out of it because he knows I'm a Michigan State guy. Gave them to me. Took a picture of them with me on. So he has that. It's somewhere out there. I don't know where he's going to drop that at. I need that picture. uh, yeah, he, uh, I could probably get a hold of it for you. We proceed to lose the game. I play absolutely awful. Um, and it was, it was a bad scene, bad Monday. What was your stat line if you had to project? Probably like 15 and 8, 13 and 13 and 8, but a okay. lot of misses though. A 13 and 8 is a bad night. Like, what were you like, six for 24 from the floor? Is six for 24 night? is a little aggressive, but like, probably like six for six for 18 six for 19 it was tough no threes missed i'm gonna my say threes. my my guess would be that comes with like an 0 for 7 from three. Oh yeah oh yeah oh for six from three <laughs> uh probably and just a lot of easy ones that i usually make and i, I missed them mm, yeah i mean was that you doing a bit because you had michigan shorts on and you're just no trying to- no 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 i think i think it was honestly this game was a wake-up call i can't just like like, just get to the game on time, bring your stuff, get there, warm up with your team, stretch, like, do, just do the little things. And I could kind of tell my team was a little bit frustrated that I showed up late. Like, they they weren't happy. And then the short situation happened, so I, I could tell they were a little bit frustrated with me. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like you're kind of being the drama queen here, right? Like, locker room cancer cart. Is that what's wasn't attempting on? to. I mean, just a little prima donna energy, superstar. Like I can show up ten minutes late. It is what it is, and uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised you haven't had a stern talking to from your captain yet at this point. Tough night for Value World, Sean May. I hate to see that. Are when yeah. are the clips dropping from this though? 
Uh, I don't know. They usually come out like two days after the game. So it'll be a very short clip this week. Just let that be known. Probably about a minute long. I, you should do a low lights video. I know you're not going to agree to do that, but I think as far as the content goes, if you just said had a bad week, not going to sugarcoat it. Here's my low lights. And you did commentary. That would be incredible. Honestly, I didn't have that many buckets. So maybe I'll throw in like some misses to like go along with the makes. I, I think that would enhance the videos in general anyway. Like, I mean, I, I want to get a sense of like your I, bad. Place. I do put some misses in the video, but like also who wants to see me missing? You're the only person who wants to see me missing. No, the commentary is hilarious. That's what we come for. And you have more material if you're commenting on both good and bad plays. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, bummer. You lost bummer. You just were completely unprepared and a selfish teammate, but I'm sure you'll bounce back. I'm sure the team will be all right. And most importantly, value world is going to stay for a long time. Uh, like that I'm is so much. To, I'm going back to value world. It was huge. It looked like it had some heat in there. I didn't have time to browse, but obviously cause I was late for my basketball game, but I'm going back huge, cheap, and always there when you need a helping hand similar to you. That's actually pretty true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, anytime I go for like my joke comps, value world's going to be the first two words in it from now on. There's so much material there. Uh, we got two more quick comments here. Ulamog says, would you rather hoop in Air Force Ones or in jeans? I honestly can't believe Carter forgot both items. I'd rather hoop in Air Force Ones. There's no way. I, I, if, if I only had jeans, I wouldn't have played. Yeah, I think that's the right answer as well. Malik Perry, though, says jeans all the way. Uh, and then he says, with Andy Katz's top 10 point guard list out, who will still be in that range when conference play starts? That that Just another wild Andy Katz list that I really don't even want to get into. Um, Was that the one that I sent from Assembly Calls comment? Yeah. So... There were three Big Ten guys on this list. I actually didn't hate this list as much as most Andy Katz lists. Uh, he had Boo Booey, I think, four. He had uh, Ace Baldwin at 10, and then he had Jameer Young at five. And I think that's pretty reasonable. Those guys are at least stack ranked in the order I would stack rank for Big Ten point guards. But yeah, Assembly Call, no offense to Assembly Call. We like our engagements with Assembly Call. We don't always agree, but... It's been a cordial relationship there, but assembly calls just like I will repeat again. Xavier Johnson isn't worse than Boo Booey and Jameer Young. Yes, he is. Like, what are we doing, man? Why Why are we dying on that hill? Everyone in the world disagrees with you. I also also I love Ace Baldwin. I truly do. I don't think you can make an argument that he should be on a point guard list over AJ Hogard. Ah, you could. You could. Would you I, put him? I wouldn't, but you could. Okay. But you can make an argument. Well, I think like the difference is on a Penn State team that is going to be horrible, Ace might do everything, right? Like there's there he's the first option and his numbers could end up being stupid. AJ's going to have the ball a lot, but does Michigan State even want AJ to score? Like is Michigan State running everything for Tyson and Jaden this year? They might be. And in that case, AJ's assist numbers are stupid, but that's probably not top 10 point guard in the country if he's 10 a game. Yeah, this list is just like, I don't know, the order is just weird. Like Judah Mintz is the second best point guard in the country. I don't hate that. I love Judah Mintz. I think he could be a first. I love Judah Mintz too, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I think he could be a first team All-American. I didn't hate this list. 
I hate a lot of Andy Katz lists. I didn't hate this list. I want to go on record. All right, good comments day. Let's get to our uh, segments today. We will have our own list later in the show. Uh, we're going to start, though, with... You know, what? I'm going to flip around the order of what I thought we were going to do because there's one I really want to talk about today. I want to go to Xavier Booker because I've alluded to this plenty of times this offseason, this summer, whatever. The Xavier Booker dialogue has swung wildly too far in the wrong direction. It was already trending that way months ago, and now we're like a month out from the season, and everyone just is acting like this guy might not even be in Michigan State's rotation. It's insane to me. The latest rendition of this is the Jamie Shaw from On3. He's been doing a lot of his like positional top tens, going conference by conference. Our, our, a lot our, of, good, our good friend, Jamie Shaw. Don't. Our good friend, Jamie Shaw. He's putting a lot of good content out there. This is not huge shots at Jamie Shaw in general. I like what Jamie Shaw is doing. But he had a list of the top 10 impact freshmen in the Big Ten for this season. I'm just going to read the list quickly. Deshaun Harris-Smith at one. Mackenzie Mbako at two. Gavin Griffiths at three. Miles Colvin at four. Cohen Carr. At five, Jamie Kaiser at six, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn seven, Scotty Middleton eight, Price Sanford at nine from Iowa, Cam Christie at Minnesota at 10. There's no Xavier Booker on this list. Okay. Um, I mean, you I, I sent it to you. You and I both quote tweeted this immediately, just like, what what are we doing? I have a lot of thoughts. I have obviously a problem with this. I'll throw it to you first before I get my bars off. How ridiculous is it? that we are now claiming Xavier Booker is not a top 10 freshman impact wise for big 10 basketball this season. I see. I, I just don't understand it because even if you want to look at it from the angle that, Oh, you don't think that Xavier Booker is going to play or play enough or something like that. Or you don't see a world where Xavier Booker plays. That just doesn't make sense to me. Cause I see, I, I see a clear world of where Xavier Booker plays. I see the world as clearly as I see that globe world in the back. Xavier Booker is our most talented front court player on this basketball team. He is. That's that's a fact. I think he ends the season being our best front court player. Everyone wants to talk about what's going on with the centers and the jockeying with that. I, I'm not even that concerned about that. I'm more concerned that we need to make sure Xavier Booker gets on the floor because he's the most talented front front court player on this basketball team and yes you know we're excited to see Cohen Carr dunk yes we're excited to see what Cohen Carr can do uh making an impact as like uh making an impact as a freshman honestly we're all excited to see all the freshmen what impact they can make maybe less with Garrick Norman because his time might be coming later down the road but I'm also excited to see what Jeremy Fears role is going to be on this team I think he's going to be uh actually find himself into a nice little role on this team more than people think as a freshman just because they think he's going to be caught behind the log jam at the guard position. But Xavier Booker is a top 10 impactful freshman in the Big Ten, and any list without it is invalid. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way you can sneak the Sanford brother and the Christie brother in here and think we're going to be okay with that and leave Xavier Booker out. Like, even, honestly, I would be, I would make an argument and I love Cone Carr. You know I do. Like, I've, I've sung his praises on this podcast many of times. As far as impact goes, Xavier Booker, there's a world where he has more of an impact than Cone Carr this year. And obviously, that'd be great for this basketball team. It's not there is a world. Like, that. that's the expectation, is that Xavier Booker will have a bigger impact than Cohen Carr. And I don't get where this flipped. That's what I'm confused about, because uh, it's not just the guy who made the list, Jamie Shaw. 
that I have the problem with. Like, obviously, I disagree with that. That's fine. My larger problem here is that it seems like everyone's reaction to this is like, oh, that's not that crazy. That's crazy. Well, it's, <laughs> well there's, there's reasoning behind that, though. There's reasoning? Yeah. What? Well, because, you know, all the, the stigmas with Xavier Booker. Squash it. Here's my issue. <laughs> the, I don't know why I, that's killing me. I have never seen, ever, I've never seen a guy who is a McDonald's All-American recruit that is the consensus 11th ranked freshman in the country. That's the consensus. That's where he is ranked. He's a five-star recruit. I know that five-star rankings don't always matter. He's the 11th best freshman in the country, according to national analysts. He's not a top 10 freshman in the Big Ten. Like I And I know there's good freshmen in the Big Ten. He, I is, he is, though. The top eight guys on this list from Jamie Shaw, I think all belong on the list somewhere. But it's it's just swung so far in the wrong direction. I don't get why. Like he rocketed up from this four star ranking. He had a great weekend, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "He's the third best player in the country." And then there were all eyes on him, and it's like, okay, maybe we rush to judgment. He's not the third best player in the country, but that doesn't mean he's back out of the top a hundred. Which, if you're saying Cam Christie and Price Sanford are more impactful than him, then that's what you're estimating from Xavier Booker. He's not even a top 100 recruit in this class because those guys are three-star guys. Like, those guys might not start on their teams. One of them plays for Ben Johnson. That team might win six games this year. We're talking about impact? Like, Xavier Booker immediately is the most talented player on a top five team in the country at a position of need. And, like, at minimum, he belongs on this list. I would say he belongs clearly over Cohen Carr. They're competing with each other for minutes. The difference is for Cohen Carr to see the floor, he either needs to beat out Jaden Akins for minutes at the three, which isn't going to happen, or he needs to beat out Malik Hall and Xavier Booker at the four. Xavier Booker needs to either beat out Malik Hall and Cohen Carr at the four, which could happen, or be better at catching and dunking than Madi Sissoko, Carson Cooper, and Jackson Kohler. Uh, Which he is. Spo spoiler alert, he is. I don't care <laughs> if he's lazy. I don't care if there's motor concerns. I don't care if there's IQ concerns. Which, by the way, I don't think there are. Like, I, I'm willing to say the kid isn't, like, the most balls-to-the-wall, 100% effort guy I've ever seen. I have no concerns that Xavier Booker is going to come in and be lazy. Does a lazy kid who doesn't want to work commit to play for Tom Izzo? I've never seen that happen before. Like... Let's just dial this back and give. The I mean, kids I, some credit. I, what do you mean you haven't seen that before? I've never, I've never seen a kid that just can't shake lazy concerns play for Tommy. So I haven't seen it. Did, was, wasn't Marcus Bingham that guy? Marcus Bingham, again, lungs. <laughs> I don't think that was intent. I think Marcus Bingham wanted to work. His lungs wouldn't let him. Xavier Booker to me. Because he damaged, uh, because he damaged his own lungs. I, I, okay. Understand that. All right. All I'm saying is. I we can't let the overreaction to oh we ranked this kid too high now convince us he's not even going to play for Michigan State and that's what if you're leaving him off a top 10 impact freshman list that's what that says to me is you don't project he's even going to play which is crazy because it, every name I just said Xavier Booker's better at basketball then and that includes Malik Hall and that includes Monty Sissoko and 
I can't wait for people to see it because I, I think he's just going to get on the court in the Champions Classic and it's going to be so obvious to everyone. It doesn't matter if he's gassed. It doesn't matter if he isn't <laughs> diving on the floor for loose balls. He's going to help this team immediately just off being the talent that he is. And uh, man, I, I don't like carrying the torch. I don't like doing this, but it's absurd to me. I've, ne- I've never seen an 11th ranked five star be so slept on and overlooked by everyone. Consensus. Like, why? It makes no sense to me, Cart. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, I you you know, we've talked about, like, what is the best lineup for this team come later months, February, March. Um, and I've always mentioned that I think Xavier Booker needs to be the starting five for this basketball team. I think that makes him the best basketball team. He's the best center on this team. And I'm honestly not willing to argue that. He's the best center on this team. If he's not the best center, he's the best four on this team. Yeah. That's how I he's, feel. He's, like, I said it. He's the best front court player on this team. Yeah. I and mean, look, last year, when it mattered most, Tom Izzo wanted to play small ball. He wanted to play Hall and Hauser. He scripted it out in, in crunch time of games. He wanted to go to Hall and Hauser at the four and the five. I strongly believe he'll do that again. But it's going to be Xavier Booker and Hall, and I don't. I wouldn't even call that small ball because I think Xavier Booker can play center. But I don't see why he wouldn't do the same thing he did last year with Hauser, with Xavier Booker in crunch time. So just good lord, man! The kid again, five star McDonald's All American, rocketed up the rankings for a reason. He's a supreme talent. I get there's concerns. I don't care. Like Max Christie's little bro, who's going to be on a six win team does not belong in any conversation above this dude. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to go back to the list. Cause my issue is Xavier Booker, but um, anything else on this list? Like, do you like the order? Other than that, I thought the top eight was pretty good. I would have put Scotty Middleton higher, but that's it. No. Yeah. I, I honestly, I wasn't upset at the top. I think it was four or five. Um, it's just the fact that Xavier Booker got left off for the young Sanford and the young Christie. That that is just that's that's wrong, uh, you know. And I'm and I hate to say it because obviously making lists is a subjective thing. It's it's whoever's making the list to each his own, I guess the phrase is. But there's there's a certain point where you're just crossing a line and just being wrong, and and this would be the case. Yeah is 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 Bryce Sanford even going to play for Iowa? I don't want to be sound ignorant about the situation, but like. Uh, am I missing something? I mean, his brothers never even played more than 20 minutes for an Iowa team. And now we're talking to little bro freshman is going to just. And again, the Michigan State's a top five team in the country that has a need for Xavier Booker. Like, I, I don't get how people like when you're projecting impact. I don't get why anyone would think Xavier Booker is not going to play. It's crazy to me. But all right. Uh, from one list we're, <laughs> to our list. People can pick us apart. I hope there's some podcast duo out there that wants to just start picking apart the things that we put together. Um, This is a list from Guy. Our list guy, Guy, is back at it with another rendition of Guy's Guys. This is his top 10 shooters list. We're going to have another Guy's list coming Thursday uh, for today's episode. He did his top 10 shooters in the country. You and I had a lot of back and forth on this one, more involvement than we had last week. I think we had some tweaks to make to this to get this in a spot where we felt pretty good about it. But end of the day, Guy did get final sign off on a couple things. And ultimately, this is his list. So um, let's just read through 
guys, top 10 shooters in the country. Also, I don't think I'm going to leave this on the graphic when we actually put it out later this afternoon, but the, the little subheader line in this graphic says, this was made in direct response to Andrew Katz. <laughs> I love Guy. I can't can't get over that enough. Guy's pushing the boundaries of things we probably shouldn't do here. It's pretty incredible. Uh, here's Guy's list. The best shooter in the country is Nigel Pack. Number two is Max Acemus. Three is Cam Spencer. Four, Hunter Couture. Five, Tyson Walker. Six, Stephen Ashworth. Seven, Kise Tomanaga. Eight, Damari Monsanto. Nine, Aiden Mahaney. Ten, Peyton Sanford. Uh, and then we have Wojcik from North Carolina, Dingle from St. John's, and Moffitt from Colgate in the honorable mention category. Uh, you got Nigel Pack put at one on this list. You and I disagreed on this very harshly. Why did you want Nigel Pack at one? Because I was looking at Nigel Pack's numbers, and I, I, maybe it's because Ace Smith was in a different situation than Oral Roberts. Uh, and, you know, you could probably look at things such as shot quality and quality of threes. I'm sure Ace Smith was taking some some probably harder shots than Nigel Pack was. Maybe not that much harder, because if anyone watched Nigel Pack at Kansas State, he he did tend to take some tough ones. But I just found it hard to leave out a guy who's averaging seven attempts a game and is shooting 42%. And he's been consistent at that, too. Like, uh, since his freshman year at Kansas State, he's been a high-volume, uh, high-percentage, like, three-point shooter. I think for his career, he's averaging around seven attempts a game and shooting, like, 42% from three. And I think there's a world also this year where he's going to be an absolute monster of a shooter. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see this Miami team. We talked about it, being excited to see this Miami team. Maybe being Miami guys also is has been floated around a little bit, but I I think I just gave the nod to Nigel Pack just because of percentages. I think it was just a little bit better than Ace Miss. Okay, yeah, I, a lot of this is just like personal conjecture with me on this list, but uh, all these guys are obviously great shooters, except for maybe Peyton Sanford. I'd like to talk about that before we. we wrap I, this I was I we mentioned this in discussion. Uh, th there might have to be a closer look put it this because maybe it's because we've seen this guy go nuclear and have his NBA jam moment against Michigan and Michigan State the the numbers aren't as pretty as one might think he doesn't Peyton, have elite shooter numbers Peyton's like a 60% shooter against Michigan and Michigan State he's like a 40% shooter against the rest of the Big Ten he's like a 20% shooter in non-conference play like genuinely if you look at last year he didn't make a shot until December I think he was shooting like 17% from three up until December. And then he he shot 39% in conference play. That's better, but that leaves him at 34% on the season. Uh, not a guy you would pencil in off numbers. Like if we were just doing blind box score resumes, Peyton Sanford wouldn't be on this list. I'm okay with including him just because one, we're Big Ten guys, and two, I think he's going to have a better year this year. But part of him having a better year is he's going to be asked to do more with the ball in his hands. And I think if he, if he was a 34% shooter from three, in just a catch and shoot sniper, like fourth option role last year, I worry that his efficiency dips even more as a first option. So we'll have to see, but he was really good in conference play. Uh, yeah, back to the pack thing though. I had Ace Miss at one, I was okay with putting pack at two. And I know there's no way to quantify this whatsoever, but the way I played this in my head genuinely is like if there was three seconds on the clock and it was a kick out to a wide open shooter from NBA range. Who do you want to be the guy that's catching the ball? Truly. Like your season's on the line. Your season ends if you miss. You're, you win a national championship if he makes. 
there's no way I'm picking Nigel Pack over Max Asmus. I've seen Nigel Pack be too streaky. I know the numbers in total in some are awesome, but like I think we've seen Nigel Pack just kind of not shy from the moment, but have total clunker games and then have games where he's nine for nine from three. Max Asmus is more consistent to me. We got to see how that translates to the big 12 play. But uh, to me, it's a no brainer. That kid's clutch. He's the number one guy in the country. I would want to be a catch and shoot guy. See, in that situation, I want Hunter Couture. Do you? Yeah. Talk, talk me through I, your Hunter Couture. Couture. Hunter Couture is a big game player. He's a big game guy and he's a, his numbers match up. He's got a burner, and no, the streets will never forget that ACC championship game when he had Duke in the gulag, and he was just—I mean, that's just—that's a big game player. Is Hunter Couture playing still? Are we yeah. positive? Are we positive? Of that? I am positive Hunter Couture is playing this season, and also Hunter Couture got uh, got engaged this summer. Ah, uh, so I—I I don't that that moves him up my list. This kid, this kid's ready for life and hoop. That's it. I mean, honestly, you could make an argument that that's going to drop him 10 points the other direction, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, Tyson Walker's fifth on this list. When we originally were throwing out names for this, I expected him to land at two or three. I'm kind of surprised he dipped to five. Do you feel okay with your guy, Tyson Walker, at five? Uh, looking at it right now, uh, hindsight 2020, I don't think I should have let this slide. I think Cam Spencer and Tyson Walker should be flipped. Ham's numbers were pretty crazy at Ruggers, though. They are. They are like ridiculously think, efficient. If I had to pick a player off this list just for fun, who takes a dip this season in three point percentage, I think it'd be Cam Spencer. I could see that for sure. I think it's a tougher job at UConn. Um, that well, well, that makes no sense because it should have been a tougher job at Rutgers based on who was around him. But I think there's going to be more pressure on him at UConn. Like, yeah, you can't run from all eyes on you when you're playing next to Donovan Klingon. You know. I also really want to see what Cam Spencer looks like in this season when or when actual games start because i don't think uconn's social media team did this dude any favors no like in any didn't. video they pull him off it looks like he's fresh off the frat couch yeah uh i am excited dan hurley ran some really really great actions for his shooters last year though i'm he pretty did. excited to see like again no offense to Pykel, we're ruckers guys Pykel, not the flashiest offensive set guy uh dan hurley very much that that's exciting to me we had to camp for a couple names. Uh, the original list that guy gave us looked a lot different than this. I think he had five of these guys originally on the list. We had to push for Stephen Ashworth being added. We had to push for Damari Monsanto being added. Uh, I pushed extremely hard for Baylor Shireman being added. And quite frankly, I still don't know why Baylor Shireman's not on this list. In fact, before we put the graphic out, I might flip Peyton Sanford and Baylor Shireman <laughs> if I'm allowed to. Uh, do you agree with me? Shouldn't we have two Creighton guys on this list? Uh, I, I do think so. Because to your point, Baylor Shireman is a guy who I want to kick out or go get a bucket to let, or go, go score at the last point of the game. I want to give it to Baylor Shireman. Like, yeah. Baylor Shireman's had his moment. Baylor Shireman made someone fall when he was at Dakota State. Or North, was it North Dakota or South Dakota he was at? Um, He was at South Dakota State. South Dakota, Jackrabbits, yeah. And he literally had the ball at the end of the game and made some dude fall and bang the tray. Like, he has that type of that type of uh that type of shooting ability in game. And he shoots it from extremely deep and he can get hot too. So 
I would honestly, I don't even want you to make a note. I want you to actually do it. <laughs> Can you push Hireman in for Stanford? Yeah, we're officially doing that. Sorry, guy. Uh, we guy, love you, I'm guy. Sorry. Our guy. Take guy, take this as a punishment for the YouTube thumbnail that you sent us that would have gotten us canceled. That'll, that'll never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk again. Love guy. This guy is, I mean, his brain is all I've ever wanted to be added to sleepers. We needed this. Stop it. Don't do that. He's got an incredible mind. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but yeah, a little, little punishment. I think there's a 20% chance that guy is just Rob Doster catfishing us and trying to get us canceled. I, I really think there's a good possibility that's happening here. And uh, guy, love you. But yeah, don't. <laughs> no assault rifles on the YouTube thumbnails, man. Baylor Shire. Our one it. rule is <laughs> no yeah, weaponry. Uh, this makes me feel better about being a Creighton podcast this year, though. And I know I've said it. I'm skeptical of Ashworth. That's my one question for Creighton. The more you dive into Ashworth's numbers, and I even looked up some tape after this, he's incredible as a shooter, man. He is. And you know we talked about those five teams on the Discord that were putting a hundo on. I don't know if I can go through those five teams and not have one of those hundred put on Creighton. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Um, okay, great list. Thank you to Guy. Appreciate you. I know we're giving you some some flack here, Guy. In one week of uh, helping out sleepers and putting a little work in for us, you got us over one hundred thousand engagements on Twitter last week. That's a true number. So you're crushing it, my friend. I'm looking forward to more stuff you can do for us now leading into the season. It's incredible. And yeah. thank you. I already, for I, I already can't wait for Thursday's list. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I, And by the way, if you ever get to a point, we have confirmed Guy doesn't have a Twitter or anything of his own. But if you ever do, like Guy, happy to help you promote yourself a little bit. Uh, but that's for another day. For now, you're just the sleepers guy. And <laughs> we absolutely love it. It's incredible. Oh, my bad. Didn't see you there. You've been finding the void in your life, something that you need a sense of community, a sense of want, a sense of being there. What better place than to join the Sleepers Media Discord where we have a community, we have discussions, we have engagements, and we have betting advice in there. For anyone who wants to get into that betting world, we are more than happy to be your betting Obi-Wan Kenobi and lead you to the greatness of maybe greener pastures and more money. But for the small price of $9.99, if you join on the web, don't join on mobile, join on the web. You can join Sleepers Media Discord and you can have the safety and the beauty of being able to talk to me and Greg at any time you want. And we are active in the Discord. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Join the Discord, Sleepers Media, $9.99 on the web. Do it now. Let's go to our final topic of the day. I'm kind of dreading talking about this one, to be honest. There's heavy rumors that Michigan State football is after Urban Meyer. Uh, depending on who you ask, they're either very legitimate or completely illegitimate. <laughs> it seems like there's one of the nobody's like in the middle of this might be kind of true, but probably unlikely. Like everyone's either this could happen or there's no chance this happens. Uh, I have a lot of concerns in general with this. You're a Michigan State football fan through and through. Are you excited about the prospect of Urban Meyer being this coach? I don't even want to know if you think the rumors are true or not. Would you want Urban Meyer to be Michigan State's next football coach? No, I don't want him to be our next football coach. And uh, I'll say this before I actually get into my point. 
I'm no better than like anybody else. I'm not trying to be like the the hand of God, the moral, the moral general, whatever phrase you want to use. I'm I'm in no position to judge anybody else. I'm not perfect. Nobody in this world is perfect. At the same time, <laughs> I I just don't I, I'm laughing because I can't see a world where Michigan State, after what we just went through, would hire a football coach. That is kind of the face of immoral things happening. Like that's how his tenure ended at, at at Ohio State. Like he had issues doing things that you know, to for, for lack of better, they just weren't morally morally accepted or correct. And I just don't understand how you hire that guy. I really don't. And also beyond the whole moral thing and him like being a good person, and I know people, you know, not everyone's a perfect person. Uh, but also, it's not that hard to be a good person. If you're not, you should give it a try. It's actually pretty refreshing and great. But what I'll say is that why are we overlooking the fact that this man's tenure with the Jags was a shit show where he was kicking kick, where he was kicking kickers and holding back a pretty good Jaguars team? Like, yes, I get he had success at Ohio State and his name would bring recognition also just just, just all you know shock value Michigan State brings back Urban Meyer former Ohio State legend it's it, it, i don't know it's just his name is carrying more weight in this situation and i also i know you didn't ask this but i don't think it's actually i think there's no way they hire urban meyer i think there's absolutely no way i was going to get to that side of it in the second half of the combo um i think you're right i lean on that but yeah i wanted to start more of just like do we want this or not? Because I I do think it is fair to say objectively, Urban Meyer is a much better college football coach than any of the other names that have actually been reported. That's why we have to talk about it, whether it's real or not. The fact that Urban Meyer's name is being rumored here warrants a discussion because if the next best hire is Mike Elko, I'm sorry. <laughs> Urban Meyer is in a totally different tier. And it's closer to the tier that I've been screaming about for two weeks, saying Michigan State should go after. And I, I don't want them to go after Urban specifically, but I think uh, Urban and guys that are a little bit worse than Urban as college football coaches are the guys I would want to see Michigan State try and hire. Um, I want to read a tweet from somebody, actually. I don't know this person. Uh, I just saw it come up on my timeline today, though, and it really hit home with me, and I agree with it. This is from Kate Nordstrom, too. She tweeted this morning and said, or I think this was yesterday, actually. She said, MSU Twitter has been the constant that's kept me on here. But all this urban talk is a gross reminder that folks don't actually care about character as long as there's more W's than L's. It's not fun sports banter. It's wishing against a better future for women and the university. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I, I'm very saddened by the state of things as a Michigan state alum. Like I, I just am. It seems like nobody cares about anyone involved, like students about alums, uh, about character truly. Like I, I have struggled with that a lot in the last few years as things have just kept happening. And the way the university handles it has just really disappointed me. And when PJ Fleck was one of the first names named, I was disappointed Urban Meyer, I don't know if it's real or not. If it is, I'm disappointed. Like, 
I just want, and I know it sounds stupid. It sounds really stupid to be like, just hire a good person. I don't care if they're a good football coach. We need a good football coach, but it's not impossible to find a good football coach that also has not been the guy who ran the most chaotic, dysfunctional, evil locker room in sports history at Florida or literally got fired from the NFL for being like harassing his players in a weird way that no one has ever had or is actively flirting with women 30 years younger than him while he has a wife at home. Like I just can't process how you dodge the Mel bullet. And the first thing you want to do is go back to morally ambiguous men. It's not a good look. It shouldn't happen. Um, that That's my stance on it. Now, the second part of this is, do you think the rumors are true? And you've already said you don't. Do you want to elaborate on that? I just, I, I, <laughs> maybe it's holding people in a higher, uh, looking at them in a, a, a lighter light, but I just truly don't think that they can look past the other things with them. I, I don't know. I, 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 I consider myself a positive person and I'm just thinking positively about the situation and my faith might come back to bite me in this, you know, the decision makers and hiring of the football coach. But I truly believe when it comes down to it, they won't let this happen. They, they can't let it happen. Uh, I But also, you know how Michigan State leadership works. Uh, also wouldn't be surprised if it happens. But I truly believe when it gets down to it, there's going to be some type of like come to Jesus moment. Where like, guys, we just we can't do this like we can't. We cannot, we cannot hire a morally ambiguous coach. I can, yeah. I, I mean, we can, we can hire a coach that I don't mean to make this a Latin situation. Hire a coach that's got like a, I don't know, a, 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 a DUI or something, but we can't look past, we can't look past like just these morally ambiguous people. It like, I mean, we talked about with the Bill Self, Arterio Morris stuff yesterday. Like at, at some point, just like get someone who respects women. <laughs> Is it that hard? Like, why, why, why do so many people not respect women? And why do they keep being given second and third and fourth and fifth chances? It's it's killing me. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't think they're true either on the surface. Like if you look at the people tweeting this, a lot of them are like literally parody accounts. People are like building fake CBS reporter accounts and trying to clickbait Michigan State fans. And it's working. There was the rumored flight from Columbus to East Lansing. Damn near wish that was Ryan Day's plane. <laughs> I'll just call it what it is. I'm sure it wasn't, but I'm just saying. That, um, that flight was real. I'm I'm sure it is. Is Was it Urban? No, it wasn't. I mean, that's it, people acting like other people don't fly from Columbus to East Lansing ever. I don't know. Uh, I just think it, the one thing that's notable to me is like, I, I think your guy at Spartan Rivals, and uh, I've seen like Graham Couch do this as well. They've come out very vehemently against the fact that these rumors are real. Like they've basically said, I think Thind even came out too. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but there was kind of like the actual media members yesterday putting their foot down and being like, there aren't real candidates yet. Like there, yeah. there are some we have reported, but anybody saying there's a clear candidate and it, they meant Urban Meyer is just yeah. wrong. Um, is that is that your read on this too? Like, yeah, and, like Twitter and, buzz. and actually, I don't think then would mind me bringing this up because we did have a conversation uh, a day or two ago when this came up. And he's like, you know, we were basically talking about how 
there's like these accounts on these like the and let's just keep it like MSU daily, like accounts like that, like Spartan Shadows type level things, you know, basically trying to like drum things up, engagement, clicks and things like that. And they put an Urban Meyer photoshopped into a a Michigan State jacket right after, you know, the flight thing comes out. And it's just like drubbing up all this stuff. And, you know, Michigan State fans are always trying to find like rumors. I think any college sport fans are always trying to find like rumors or little hints that they can kind of dig into and find out information before it comes out. And it's just not the case in this situation. And, um, I, you know, it's it's it, it, and it got to the point where actual media members had to come out and say things like, you know, Graham Couch and, and then said about the situation, which I think needed to be said. Yeah, I appreciate the way those guys have approached this. Shout out to Thind and Couch and um, Spartan Rivals in general. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> it would be, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy if it happened. I mean, they'd be good at football. If if Urban Meyer committed and wanted to do this, they would be good at football. But um, would they would they one hundred percent be good at football? Yeah, he's a great college football coach. Okay. Yeah, we don't got to question that. The NFL stuff's fair to question. Can, but can I can I question that if I want to? I don't think so. Like, what what would be your concern that Urban wouldn't succeed as Michigan State's head coach? I just think it's too it's too totally different. I think Urban did a good job of winning when the playing field wasn't level, and he was playing a different game. So what we're doing here now? Everyone's playing this game. Th- this is actually really interesting. So what we're doing here is we're we're saying Urban Meyer was born on third base. He wasn't necessarily born. I mean, maybe he used the phrase born on third base, but I'm saying that he was playing by a different set of rules than everybody else. So, yeah, shit. He was born on third base, I guess. Okay. I mean, I get it. You're saying he was paying players before players could be paid. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I just think he was doing, even outside of that, I think he was just doing things a little bit differently than everybody else. Now everyone's doing things differently. Little John Calipari to him. Like all of a sudden, oh, Kentucky's not having the success, the dominance they had for 10 years before all this stuff was legalized. Interesting. A little bit. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like this is a you-specific thing. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like you like to discredit anyone who coaches Ohio State for just being, he's coaching Ohio State. Like I think you think I could go to Ohio State and win 10 games. I, honestly, I don't even think it's the Ohio State. I uh, okay, that's a pretty fair assessment of me, I will say. But it's not even the Ohio State thing. I truly believe that he was just playing a different game than everybody else, and that's the reason why he has success. Okay, and now everyone's playing that game. That's 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 just truly it. It's not maybe. The I don't. I don't think he was playing it at Utah. Um, and I don't know. There's something to be said for how much he dominated Michigan. Like it just is what it is, right? Like, yeah. Um, I you would think, and there's a good chance Jim Harbaugh leaves. So the door is kind of open if you got a big name hire. But again, just just get one that respects women, man. <laughs> like that's it's all. That is the only thing on top of my list besides the football stuff. Respects women. Does Mike Elko have a wife? Does, does he have kids? Does he go to church? I need to know these things, man. Like, uh, can we wrap this segment though with a quick check in on the actual candidates that you were gassing up for me? Because, uh. I actually don't know this. You might know this more than me, but like Elko's team just scored what 13 points against Notre Dame in mm-hmm. a loss. Uh, the Colorado OC basically got blanked at Oregon and he was your number one candidate two weeks ago. Oh, so, so, so I, <laughs> okay. One Lewis was never, never on my list. I want to let that be known. Oh, and also okay. that Lewis guy 
get your over. So show some respect. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, yeah, I want to go up and down. Like, are any of the guys on Michigan State's list actually doing well right now? Isn't it just Dickert? That's pretty much it. Well, I guess you could say Leopold's doing well. Leipold, yeah. I Sorry, mean, is, it, is it Leipold? It's Lance Leipold, but he just, I mean, 24-plus point loss to Texas, <laughs> which was close. It was a close game, and Jalen Daniels was out. So I'm willing to write that off. But I'm just, I'm kind of chuckling at the fact that Michigan State's entire list is they just all had a bad week. Like I've been gassed up. Like, look what Mike Elko is doing this year. Isn't he going to end nine and four again at best? Uh, probably not. I would bet he does. We'll see. I would we'll just see. take their schedule. They should have won that football game. I mean, couldn't score in the first half. Yeah, true. But he ran also some mesh. I, I what, saw what Sam, he, ran, he ran mesh action. So, yeah, Sam Hart, Sam Hartman's handsomeness just just willed them to, on a fourth and eighteen. What was it, fourth and eighteen? Yeah. Also, I forgot Riley Leonard's hurt, so they're definitely going nine. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, tough, tough luck. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you want to? We haven't really done this. Who's Michigan State's next coach? Last thing on this segment, as of October 3rd, we've named all these names. Who is the next coach at Michigan State? Dickert. Okay. I like that. I'd be happy. That's who I want. I like that. Why do you want Dickert? I still still want Whittingham, but uh, the Utahs and the Mormons have told me it's impossible, so I'm going to take their word for it. But Dickert is the guy I want. Okay. Do Mormons respect women? Uh, yeah, I think they, I think they do. That's why they have like nine wives and they respect them all equally. I, I'm going to say kind of the principle of having nine wives is semi disrespectful to women in general, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of also, but I don't want to get into the Mormon religion talk. Yeah. We don't know enough about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my Jabari answer. Jabari Parker was a Mormon. Just throwing that out there. I think my answer for their next coach Pat Narduzzi. I will literally drive to Dave and Connie's house right now, kiss your daughter on the forehead, and then spit on you if you don't take that back right now. I know nobody's gonna like that. I don't feel great about it either. Are you dead? Are you dead at like wait? Are you saying like you think he's gonna be the guy, or that's who you want? I think that's who's gonna be the guy. That's my prediction. I will be done. I'm serious, Greg. I will. I will be done. I won't. I won't. I think watch. you're you're acting like that's worse than it is. I no. I don't love that outcome, and I don't have any inside information leading this. I thought it was notable Narduzzi was even on the first reported candidates lists. Like from the people that actually know what's going on, I found it very notable that he was on the list because given the comments he's made in the last couple of years, if they weren't serious about ever opening the door to Narduzzi, he just wouldn't be on the list. There would be it would be very easy to just not name him. The fact that they named him is fascinating to me. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think I gave you tears at one point of like how I would approach this hire. And the first tears were like great hires I would actually be excited about. Then it was like mediocre hires that I could talk myself into. Narduzzi was in that tier. Like if Narduzzi ended up, if I had no say in it anymore, it's it's done. He's the head coach. It would take me about 24 hours to talk myself into this could work. That's not the case for a lot of these names. <laughs> Do do you see myself as a dramatic person? Oh yeah, you ain't seen shit yet. If we hire Narduzzi, Narduzzi or Urban Meyer, Narduzzi, 
Okay. Yeah, that hurt. The worst thing here uh, is that this is going to last like four more months. Sick. Two months, actually. But God, man, I, I don't know if I can do this for 10 more weeks. Okay. Uh, good episode today. Grumpy cart at the end of it, but good episode today. I mean, yeah, in, in retrospect, good episode. Yeah, good episode. Uh, let's go to our one big thing today. Actually, can we do your word of the day first? Yeah, do you want to guess it? Yeah, it's retrospect. Yep. <laughs> I forgot that I forgot to use it earlier in the episode, and I just tried to wiggle it in right there. Yeah, you try to get you try to get real cute at the last moment. I know it's retrospect. Uh, I'm four for seven now. I don't know what the percent is. Not a math podcast, but I do know you got to get a hand up, man. Like you can't just leave me open with thirty seconds on the shot clock on the episode. Like I'm gonna bang that. I should be at the top of guys, guys, top ten shooters, top ten word of the day finders. That's your boy. Uh, one big thing presented by Bigby. I want to warn you right now. I really am excited for my one big thing today. So what is yours? You sure you don't want to go first? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Bill Simmons. That stings. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, the, the value world Sean May has been eating at me since you said it. I think I had to, I had to strike back. Dunkin' Donuts, Bill Simmons is more complimentary than value world Sean May. Yeah, I'll take a win is. there. Uh, I can go first if you want me to. Yeah, can you please? Yeah, sure. So uh, we didn't talk too much about the Ryder Cup yesterday, maybe at all about the Ryder Cup yesterday, but I've been getting some bars off in the Discord. Everybody knows I was Team Europe this week. I bet on Team Europe. I thought they were the value play. And quite frankly, I like a lot of the European golfers more than I like the American golfers right now for a lot of different reasons. There was a lot of drama with Cantlay, uh, with Xander Shoffley, and did they want to be there? There's drama with Brooks being there from live, but other live guys not being there. There's drama with like, it was just drama everywhere. They brought Justin Thomas and his friends and that essentially lost them the Ryder cup. Meanwhile, Scotty Scheffler actually made putts and he still couldn't win a match. So, um, <laughs> I, the fallout of this, like, it's not surprising to me that Europe just beat America. That's what I was expecting. The fallout of this has been very interesting to me. And there's something I disagree with massively that I want to call out. I've seen a bunch of people tweet and claim that the reason Europe destroyed America is because of the culture of Team Europe and the culture of Team America. Europe would die to play the Ryder Cup. They all love each other. They all get along. It's a team atmosphere. They're happy to be there. It's an infrastructure of playing for each other. Kumbaya. America is a bunch of pretentious, selfish, egotistical guys who want to be paid and don't want to be there. Okay, I hear all that. That might be true. It probably is true. That has nothing to do with why Europe beat America. The reason Europe beat America is because they had the four best golfers in the tournament. It. We didn't need more friendship bracelets. We didn't need more kumbaya. I did not need more arms around each other. We love each other for America to win that tournament. I needed better golfers. I didn't need Justin Thomas. He loves America. Justin Thomas would die to be there. He loves his friends. They're the reason we lost the Ryder Cup. Like We need six more Scotty Schefflers. We need guys who can go toe-to-toe with Victor Hovland, with Rory McIlroy, with John Rahm. We didn't have any answer for those three dudes. The entire tournament. That's what it was. Like, it, it had nothing to do with if they all get along, if they go to dinner together and 
golf writers and everybody on Twitter is making it seem like that's what this was. Europe wanted to be there. They were happier to be there, so they won the tournament. No, Europe had way better golfers than America. That's what it is. I don't care if everyone on America is a dickhead who hates each other. If they play like good Scotty Scheffler or like prime Brooks Kepka in a major, we win the tournament. That's all it is. Europe played better golf than we did. America didn't. Don't make it about friendship bracelets. Make it about the golf because Team Europe was chipping in from everywhere on that course in clutch moments. And it wasn't because they liked each other. It's because they're nasty golfers. He hit the nail on the head with that one. You weren't joking. You had a really good one, big thing today. Uh, as a follow-up quick, quickly to that, I, I, you know, I like to get my updates on your thoughts on my favorite golfers. So I'd like to know where you're at on Homa. I'm proud of Homa. I'm proud of him for how he played in this tournament. My read on Homa has always been this, though, and I think it's accurate. Max Homa is phenomenal when he knows everything's out of reach. When Max Homa is in a spot where there's pressure and he could lose something that's available for the taking, I don't trust him at all. And I, I don't know what that means. Like if Max, if Max Homa's 10 back and knows he can't win a tournament, he's shooting nine under the next day. But if he's tied for the lead, I'm terrified of him. I don't trust him. Okay. I'll so I that. honestly, I think Max cooked in this tournament because he knew after day one it was over. And so mm. he came through. Okay. That kind of feeds in. Yeah. God, Scotty got worked that one day. I can't get over it. The, be the best golfer on our team got brought to tears by how bad he golfed. That's insane. Look, it's a bad look. That's an awful look. Jesus, man. And Spee stinks. All right. Uh, my one big thing for today, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a theme, I guess, moving forward. But uh, do you have a recycling bin at your house? Like you take <laughs> out the recycling with your trash? I do. Okay. Well, I kind of like say what up to our recycling guys because they usually get here at the same time. Like I'm either leaving for work or something like that. And the dude said to me last week, he's like, hey, bro, I appreciate you. Uh, putting the recycling bin the right way. If you notice on top of the bin, it says to put which side facing the street. So it makes it easier for them to get, to get in the car. So, or get in the truck. So my one big thing for today is that make sure your recycling bin is facing the right way. And also make sure you are recycling as well, because, you know, we got people with kids and daughters and sons out here who don't want to grow up in a place where they live in smog and environmental hell. So do the right thing and recycle and put your recycling bin the right way. We are an eco-friendly podcast, a respect women podcast, and a value world podcast. It's my three takeaways from today. And I'm great with that. <laughs> Everybody have a great day. I will see you on Wednesday's episode of the Sleepers Podcast.